Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Newstalk. But first, let's have a look at the main business stories in the newspapers and websites, which we usually do in the illustrious company of Aidan Donnelly from Davy Stockbrokers. Good morning, Aidan. How are you? Not too bad. Ready to rumble for the weekend. Let's start with the Financial Times, Aidan, and Netflix shares. Yeah, they were very, very weak yesterday uh, on the back of an announcement that the, the company is going to cut its subscription prices in uh, dozens of countries, particularly in the emerging market. So unfortunately, we here in Ireland aren't going to see the benefits of it. Uh, they've listed about oh, 30 companies that are 30 countries that they're going to reduce it, uh, the prices. And I think, look, ultimately with this company, the, the, the way you drive subscriptions is either one of two ways is have great content or cut the price one way or the other, you know, and we're seeing huge competition between all these streaming systems. So, you know, where they have good content, obviously, um, and, and it's been very successful content in, in the likes of the US and, and Europe, it, it, it doesn't seem to be necessarily um, helping them penetrate some of the smaller markets in the likes of Africa, Asia, Middle East and Eastern Europe. So they've had to use the, the, the price carrot instead of the, 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 the content carrot in order to try to pick up um, uh, subscriptions. Yeah, and they basically owned the market for quite a few years. But now uh, uh, we've seen the likes of Paramount Plus, Disney Plus, Apple Plus. I can't believe it's not Plus. Uh, <laughs> there's so much competition out there. And I presume that Netflix are going to have to up their game. And one way of doing that, of course, is to cut prices. It'd be interesting to see uh, whether the others, the other Pluses, do something to match that. Um, Owen Burke Kennedy in the Irish Times has a story about building of houses here. Yeah, he, he, he's referring to the fact that uh, commencement notices for construction of 2000, just over 2,100 new residential homes were received in, in the month of January. And this is very, these are very, very strong numbers. It's, the monthly total was an increase of 17.5% in the preceding month and 13, nearly 13.5% in the same month last year. So they're looking at this and, 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 and trying to work out what have been the drivers behind them. We've obviously seen... Uh, as we talk in a few minutes, um, construction prices coming down a little bit and, and probably sentiment among the building sector improve a little bit. But, it, you know, it, it, it's certainly good numbers. Um, and if you look at the, the, the Department of Housing's uh, data, you'll also see that there was a monthly increase of 17.5%, as I said, on, uh, on, on the preceding month. And mm. we're looking at commencement notices, I suppose, for the full year, which is probably more of a gauge to look at because obviously these things can be very volatile from month to month but commencement notices were up over 27,000 in, in, in the 12 months ending uh, January 2023 so that's obviously good news Yeah and, and related to that Sarah Collins in the Irish Independent reports that there are signs that the rapid inflation that we saw uh, last year in the construction sector may have peaked Yeah this is, this is obviously a trend that we, I've been seeing around the, uh, the world in terms of Prices for steel, prices for uh, lumber, all coming down all in the in the back half of last year, and then obviously the, the the other part that plays in this that an awful lot of building materials use a lot of energy in their construction. So whether it's it's plasterboard, whether it's cement and things like that. So the fact that we've seen wholesale prices uh, for for oil and gas coming down, we should start to see some of that inflation rate uh, for for construction materials beginning to ebb away. Now, you know. Uh, 
the, the, the article makes the point that, look, even though that is, is, is the trend and we're certainly seeing the, the, the inflation rate come down, we're still expecting to see construction prices uh, rise by 4% in the first half of this year, albeit down from you know anything. 11.5% or 14% in, in 2021. Yeah, it was pretty high. Um, let's move on to the government itself. Court Caden in the Irish Examiner has a really interesting story about the government paying itself from central bank funds when it might should not have done. Yeah, this is a very interesting one. And I suppose what, what, what what's funny about this, I'd say everybody wants to wake up one morning and find that there's a lot more money in their bank account than they thought. It was 738 be. million. <laughs> million. <laughs> <laughs> but, but basically, this goes back to last, last October, shortly before the bank holiday, the central bank granted the Department of Finance more funds than it actually had credit for. And as you said, it was a, an eye-watering amount of 738 million. Which basically was was put into the into the Department of Finance's coffers from the central bank, and just what, what people might be wondering why is that? Well, actually, the the central bank manages the bank account, if you will, for the government, so it, it receives most of the state revenues and then obviously pays them out to the various different departments. But there was some sort of a a lapse in the controls, and a, a, as a result, um, an extra seven hundred or an unauthorized seven hundred thirty eight million was was transferred into uh, who what. Minister Pascal Donoghue, who was obviously the department head of the Minister for Finance at the time, into in, into the into the, the the department's coffers. Now, the controller and auditor general saying they've they've tightened all of this up and, and it's it's not going to happen again. And they've been working with the central bank, but it doesn't say whether the money was paid back. It doesn't say whether the money was paid back. Interestingly enough, yes, and ho- uh, hopefully it, uh, everything will be squared off. Uh, and one of the reasons why there's so much money in the central bank is because so many people are in employment. Yeah, great set of numbers in employment yesterday. So we're basically seeing the number of people in employment in Ireland uh, increase by just over 68,000 or or 2.7%. So to give around numbers, you're looking at just under 2.6 million people employed in the fourth quarter, according to these numbers from the Central Statistics Office. Um, And I suppose what what is very interesting is that in in that core element of 15 to to 64, you know, you're looking at at seventy three percent of people employed, and very very strong. And obviously, that has huge knock on implications for um, uh, for the state coffers in terms of employment taxes. But also, with employment being so strong, it it it, it does bear thinking about certain industries that are obviously finding it very, very difficult to get staff uh, because there just isn't the availability of staff. Yeah, that's always an issue. Um, and finally, the markets. Relatively quiet in the US yesterday and of course it was closed on Monday for President's Day, but the ISEC here in Ireland uh, of share, Irish shares had a pretty decent start to 2023. Yeah, it has. And uh, like just to put it in the context, obviously, global markets in general have had a very, very good start to this year. And within that, Europe has had a, a, a better start than even the US um, uh, so far. But uh, obviously, then within Europe, um, the ISIC is up nearly 15% on the, uh, uh, so far this year. And I think the one thing to bear in mind about the ISIC is it, it ends less to be a stock market, but rather than a market of stocks, because there's obviously a few very big hitters in there that, that can have a, a a huge impact on the the share pro, or on, on on the market move. So, you know, the likes of the the big guys like CRH and Ryanair, Kingspan, Kerry, the banks, Flutter, have all had a very strong start. For in, in in some cases, for for very good reasons. You know, we've seen good numbers or strong guidance out of the likes of of Ryanair, and we 
better than feared numbers out of Kingspan and Kerry had some good numbers. And obviously, with interest rates going up, uh, the banks have uh, have had a decent start to the, the year too. And then uh, for Flutter, we've seen obviously uh, strong numbers coming out of the US business and the potential for are them talking about potentially listing on um, the, the US market. We've numbers out of CRH next week. Uh, so obviously, that's going to be keenly watched as well. So yeah. it, it, it's been a good performance, definitely, but 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 driven by the, the, the heavyweights in the index. Yeah, it's um, it's it's certainly been a good start to the year. Aidan, thank you so much. Hopefully, a lovely weekend planned. The usual mix of sex, drugs and rock and roll for you, Aidan, is it? Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> Aidan, have a lovely weekend. Um, back in a moment, talking about the one-year anniversary of Russia's invasion and its impact on the global economy. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.